Welcome to Confluence, Humanities in the Public Sphere, an IR-sponsored podcast where we discuss various public humanities projects on Binghamton University's campus and elsewhere. I'm your host, Josh Cleaver. My guests today are Shruti Jain, PhD candidate in the English department, and La Lee, PhD candidate in the Translation, Research, and Instruction program here at Binghamton University. The two of them host the podcast Immigrants Wake America and released the first season last year, which allowed storytellers to share stories about migration and the centrality of immigrant women in their lives. We will discuss how they first came up with the idea for the project, their collaboration with the Tenement Museum in New York City, the goals of the podcast, such as combating the recent rise in xenophobia, and what listeners can expect in season two. Shruti is also the former host of this Confluence podcast, so it is a pleasure to have her back on the show. Shruti and La, thank you for joining me. It's so nice to be here. Happy to be here. So before we jump into this amazing project, and I should say I binged all of the episodes in the past week, I want to start by having you guys just introduce yourselves and the work that you do here on campus. So uh, Shruti, let's start with you. Uh, I'm Shruti Jain. I'm a PhD candidate in the English department. I'm Lily. I am a PhD candidate in the Translation Research and Instruction Program, TRIP. Since you both come from different programs, English and TRIP, what was the starting point for this project and how did you come together to collaborate on it? So first we wanted to, to uh, share that our the project that, that we've been working on is a public humanities project called Immigrants Wake America, which is a podcast that features storytellers speaking about migration, family, work, and often about the centrality of immigrant women in their lives. Um, so the idea for this podcast came very like organically for both of us, um, like Early in our graduate career, we took a graduate course on uh, community curation and archiving offered by Dr. Lisa Yun, and the course is called Community Engagement Theory and um, Praxis. In that course, we studied storytelling and its role in humanities and community engagement. And besides learning like um, the theory and ethics of engaged scholarship, we also explored the digital archive of immigrant stories called Your Story, Our Story, which is housed at the Tenement Museum in New York. So we were done with like a semester of this course, which was a part of coursework for both of us. Um, but we were not satiated. <laughs> we were hungry for more. So we kept reading. We did an informal independent study on archive theory with uh, Professor Yun in the next semester. Um, sometime during the course of this, um, we came up with the idea of working with the Tenement Museum to turn the stories in their digital archive into sonic art pieces. Both Le and I spoke for hours on the phone about this before we even pitched this to anybody. Um, both of us believe that the podcast form offers archives the possibility to be more dynamic. It allows one to pay attention to not only what's being said, but also how it's being said. Um, the sound, the accent, the texture... Um, the timber of the voices of the storytellers was really important to us. Also, like with the increase in hate crimes, 
we wanted to do something to fight against the anti-immigrant rhetoric quite prevalent then as well as now. While we were studying the Tenement Museum's archives, the Atlanta shootings happened on March 16, 2021. This really prompted us deeply to use the resources we had access to in order to facilitate some sort of an intervention. So with this in mind, we applied for the Humanities New York Public Humanities Grant and started the podcast. Yes, and I think... What you said about hearing the voices of the stories themselves and, you know, hearing like how you said that the timber of the voice uh, really helps people to really feel that they're there and sitting in the room with people as they're telling these stories. And it, it's a very powerful way to uh, express the stories that are that you guys were using in the Tenement Museum. Can we speak a little bit more about kind of the framework of the podcast itself? It sees that there's kind of a combination of kind of sit down interviews where you guys are in the room asking questions, uh, or sometimes it's just a conversation between two people that aren't yourselves. And so can you kind of speak to that decision making process of how you wanted to have the episodes kind of either be a conversation or more of like a sit down interview? You're right. All our episodes are really quite different so far and even the second season will have a range of different episodes in terms of like the form and the approach to the episodes itself Um, most of the episodes in the first season are conversations with two storytellers who speak about similar themes or topics for example food grandma tradition etc um, two episodes um, featuring, two separate episodes featuring Goretti and Allison feature one storyteller in each episode. We also have an episode with Nicole and Tori where we not only have the storytellers, Nicole and Tori share their grandmother's stories, but we've also added voice recordings of their grandmother into the podcast, which they had um, stored and archived. So really it has kind of dependent It has been dependent on what the stories themselves bring to the podcast, how the storytellers want to frame things. It's it's been a collaborative process from their end as well. So there was a lot of like back and forth um, required on this front. Initially picked lots of um, storytellers and the stories based on our initial ideas. And then we sat down with Catherine Lloyd, the vice president uh, of programs and, and interpretation at the Tenement Museum and with Dr. Uh, Lisa Yuin. Um, both of them like have been our advisors and executive producers. They've helped us realize all our creative goals and, um, and ambitions. So together we came to, um, like deeper ideas about who, like the storytellers we, that we need, we wanted to narrow down and to reach out to. And then like the, um, pairing the storytellers based, based on, um, the themes, the topics. And then we came to the conclusion that it would be best for us to act not as a hosts or interviewers, but as in facilitators, because the storytellers, they own their stories. We offer cues and questions, and the storytellers go on to share whatever, um, they choose to share. And we make it, 
a point to get to know them and build a relationship before we actually even get to the recording sta- stage. We set up like multiple meetings where we just chat and get to know each other, um, which is crucial to the like ethos of this project for us. And we also like imagine ourselves to be a part of the very community we are uh, working with. As I was listening to the episodes, I kept asking myself, where are Shruti and La in these recordings? But as you just mentioned, you were there the whole time getting to know these storytellers and making them feel comfortable enough to share their family history and their stories. I think that's a great lesson for anyone listening who wants to do similar projects concerning storytelling, memory, or interviews, that building a comfortable and trustworthy relationship with the people you're trying to listen to is very important. Can we dive into how you decided who to talk to for this podcast? Um, Were they other people that took the course with you originally? Did you look for storytellers that were already uh, in the Binghamton area or on Binghamton's campus? So can you speak to that? This is such a crucial part of the process. Besides Leah and myself, I don't think we worked with anybody else who took that class. In fact, our relationship grew way beyond the scope of the classroom. Um, You're right in thinking that we wanted to work within the New York State area at large and Broome County in particular. Every storyteller has some or the other connection, or at least every episode has a connection to um, Broome County, if not every storyteller um, themselves. Um, So that was definitely a factor. But I think ultimately this was also a really collaborative process among um, La and myself, but also uh, Dr. Lisa Yun and Catherine Lloyd. Um, we went through hundreds and thousands of stories in the Your Story, Our Story archive to shortlist a few that would probably work for the form of the podcast. Catherine Lloyd was really generous and instrumental, and she put us in touch with the storytellers who shared their stories on the uh, digital in the digital archive. Some of them responded, some didn't. Um, we had to replace those who didn't respond with other storytellers and repeat this process. Eventually, we had all our storytellers. We then went on to pair the storytellers depending on how their stories and their personalities would sound together on the podcast itself. Um, So after many rounds and many months of rethinking and meetings, um, we were finally able to get to the recordings. Um, With the help of the staff at the museum, we've been able to trace and contact some of these storytellers and invite them to share their stories on the podcast. One of the first things we noticed in this process of meeting with the storytellers um, was that the depth and the breadth of their stories expanded way beyond what was archived in the museum. That was really rewarding in the end for us. So can either of you give examples of some of the guests you had on season one and what really stuck out to you um, about their episodes? Um, Sure. So, for example, we have this episode um, called um, The Box of Her Stories. Um, The narrator is Alison Wong. In this episode, she talks about um, the box of letters she found while cleaning her closet. Here's a snippet from that episode. Yeah, so it was a summer day and... Um, I think my family decided to just do some deep cleaning um, and invite the new season. 
Uh, but after like each room, um, we cleaned and, and in the closet that we were cleaning, stored away that box of letters. And it was actually in a uh, suitcase. It was like, it looked very ancient. And once we opened it, we were like astonished. So you had no idea that you had such a box in your house? No, I didn't. I literally, that was my first time seeing it in the house. And I think the thing is that when we contrast an episode like Alison Wong's, which is so much about going back and figuring out your own um, family story and so many little details about your family's journey, it's, it's in great contrast with an episode like Goretti's, which is also about a journey. Goretti Mugamba is an immigrant case manager at the American Civic Association in Binghamton. Here's a small portion of that larger conversation. Previously, I was a, a refugee case manager. That's when we were resettling so many refugees from different parts of the, of the world. But currently, that program stopped. But when the Afghanistan, there was problems in Afghanistan, we tried to help the churches that were resettling them because the churches could do it directly. So currently, we have some, there are some families from Afghanistan coming through the churches who sponsored them that we are being part of and helping, uh, though they haven't come yet. We have, you know, I think we received only one family so far. Right now, we are still waiting for, you know, for the clearance from uh, the immigration department. Just these two episodes give us um, a good sense of how um, diverse the kind of stories and um, experiences shared on the podcast are. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, celebratory um, narratives uh, such as Bond with Our Immigrant Mothers, where um, we have our storytellers share the stories of their grandmothers and the cooking and, and you know, the memories that that gives rise to. And then we also have episodes like The Gift and Burden of Tradition with Max and Kojo, where, um, who, are who were both students at Binghamton University again, um, share the kind of complicated relationship one tends to have with one's um, immigrant history. It's both a gift and burden at once sometimes. Can either of you speak to the importance of collaboration to this project? Not just the, the work that the two of you do together, but the collaboration with other individuals, organizations, or groups in the community? Sure. So um, we we're lucky that we have had like multiple par parties who helped us um, uh, in this process. Um, but the credit for helping us establishing um, establish ties with the local community goes to uh, Professor Lisa Yun. She has been working with the Tenement Museum and the ACA American Civic Association for many years. So she helped us uh, reach out to um, to them and like truly supported our project from the start, from, from the very beginning. From, from that, we, um, we were able to have connection to build our um, relationship with um, like both the Tenement Museum and the American Civic Association. Then um, now, now for our second season, we are collaborating with the ACA, the American Civic Association in Binghamton. So this is like 
like I just mentioned, another organization that Professor Yin has been working with for several years. In the process of us working on the project, we have built a relationship with both organizations and the and the staff um, in both organizations, and we become a community, like part of the community there. Um, we. Uh, on top of that, we also um, have had help from Professor um, Barry Branton at the Center for Civic Engagement um, at Bampton University, who like helped promote our project in within like local community. Because I listened to the entire first season in quick succession, I picked up on some repeated themes throughout the episodes, and the thing that stuck out the most was the theme of food. Every storyteller had a memory of either their grandmother or their mother cooking food for everybody else in the community. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on why food plays such a vital role in our own memories. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's a, it's a crucial part of the podcast. It's a crucial part of all of our lives also. I think Le and I and Professor Yun and all of us are really passionate about cooking and eating and <laughs> sharing food with each other and stuff um, like that. Um, in fact, for me, a lot of the inspiration to work on this project came from this rice cooker that I had got from India when I moved here in 2020. And for really stupid reasons, my partner and I um, ended up breaking that rice cooker. And that was probably the most tragic part um, <laughs> of uh, coming here and working as an international um, student and everything associated with the rice cooker. And memories and whatnot it just felt like a disaster and something that you could not get in the u.s in amazon which is not true you can get it here but that's just something about bringing the thing um from india um and i think this works at so many levels uh food is such a part of our everyday lives as well as um our sense of self right um it's not limited to the act of eating alone associations with um, associations of food with belongingness, uh, care, and a sense of security begin at the very level of ingredients, right? Certain foods are from certain areas because of what traditionally grows there. So you already have a part of the ecological makeup of home embodied in the ingredients itself. The process of using the spices, the aroma, the memory of how it's done back home ushers in familiarity and fondness. And I think ultimately what's most important is how food has the power to assemble and gather people, whether, I mean, I guess the Thanksgiving table is a big part of the American consciousness um, for similar reasons, right? Um, be it a kitchen full of family and friends or a dining table with a lot of chatter or clanking of utensils, food really brings us together. And I think this is why one cannot overstate the place that food holds when examining feelings of belongingness. Exactly. Just to like add a little bit to what Shudi just mentioned about food and um, a part of ourself, um, ourselves, like me personally, I, so I'm like Chinese and I like, I eat Chinese food every day. And one time a friend of mine mentioned that, looks like you eat Chinese food like too much. I'm like, 
I'm Chinese, and then like this is what I'm, what I grew up with, and this is like part of me. I cannot say, oh, I don't like Chinese food just to be quote unquote American. No, I'm Chinese. I'm like I'm always going to be like eating Chinese food, and I love Chinese food. I love the culture, and I love <laughs> what that like part of、um, in our culture. Yeah, it, it's just food. To you, it's it's not just Chinese. It is the food that you kind of you know you grow up with. It's part of your culture, and I think、uh, Shruti, the way that you described, you know, just even the noises involved in 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 cooking,、um, yeah, all of that I think really comes across, and the the passion that you're the people that you interviewed, you know, talk about、uh, cooking in their family. Is there a petition to change it to immigrants bake America because food is such a, a central part of this podcast? No, we'll we'll have a third season with you as one of our producers and call it "Immigrants Bake America: Josh's Edition." <laughs> Perfect.、Uh, I'll hold you to that. Another thing I want to touch on is you, you both mentioned how you're both international students here at Binghamton, and I was curious, perhaps, how this project has made you think about your own family stories and your own histories. They're a little bit different because. You are experiencing kind of the immigrant experience, coming, you know, leaving your family behind and coming here to study at Binghamton. But how has producing this podcast really made you think about your family stories? So this project, like itself, is very close to both of us.、Um, like it's also very close to our like other two team members, like Professor Lisa Yun and our new member,、uh, Maman Rodriguez.、Um, we are. All in some way or another, immigrants or descendants of immigrants, like myself. I、um, I did my second masters in Australia and then came here to America.、Um, the whole process, I feel like、um, a lot of times I'm trying to unconsciously seeking sense of belonging, and、uh, like this project definitely has given me. The sense of belonging, like like working with Shudi, professoring and Maman, and、uh, all other people involved in this project,、um, it, it feels like home, like to me, home away from home. <laughs> yeah.、Um, so, like we we have like complicated relationship with the idea of the U.S. to say the least, right?、Um, the project help us helps us. I'll share what immigrants, be it immigrants, refugees, or international students, look like, like in their glories, flaws, and strengths. And it also help us like see ourselves and、um, makes us feel seen. So, what are the plans for season two? What can people? What should listeners kind of expect and look forward to in this season? And perhaps you can also,、uh, one of you can. Uh, speak to the hopes that you have that people, when they listen to this amazing podcast, and I hope all of our listeners are, are immediately going to go out if they haven't listened to it already, are going to go and listen to it. What do you hope the big takeaways、uh, from this project are? The second season, season two,、um, is called "Hidden Heroes in a Small Town." is a season of stories about、uh, caseworkers at the American Civic Association in Binghamton, which is upstate New York, who assist refugees and immigrants. And this season will be 
like accompanied by a community resource guide that will be made available to the public on the website for teaching, research, and community programs. Um, as a part of this project, we like have already organized a cross-organizational workshop at the ACA where we invited Catherine Lloyd uh, from the Tenement Museum to share her knowledge about community archiving and curation at Your Story, Our Story in the Tenement Museum. We will be furthering ties between the ACA and the Tenement Museum with a field trip um, that um, we organize for the ACA staff in the coming months. I think for both this season as well as the second season, one of the main goals has been to have the audience to start um, reconsidering the definition of immigrants and to think about their own families' migration histories after listening to our episodes. And that in turn may hopefully combat a lot of the anti-immigrant rhetoric. Um, most of the times when we hear or talk about the word immigrant, uh, people associate it with new immigrants and with a sense of um, a negative connotation. But in fact, most Americans are more or less related to immigrants. Um, we believe that storytelling in the form of podcasting allows us to find similarities and differences between ourselves and others and offers a humanizing uh, counterparts to these demonizing um, narratives. All in all, we are, of course, really proud of the first season and we believe that what we have coming up in the second season is really unique and we could not be more excited. Um, listeners can expect to hear caseworkers, the staff at the ACA talk not just about their work with immigrants and refugees in the Broome County area, but also talk about their personal journeys in the second season. Um, we really believe that seeing uh, first and second gen immigrants in positions of influence like the ACA um, can be truly uh, empowering. We hope that people are left inspired by these stories of resilience, joy, and um, empowerment. And, and lastly, our listeners can also expect more episodes hosted by Dr. Yun, as well as Marvin Rodriguez, who's our newest member. Um, like Leo said, we're excited to be expanding our team, expanding our project, and hopefully we'll have a third, fourth, and fifth season as well. Awesome. Well, Shruti and La, thank you so much for being here and uh, agreeing. And, and I should say, Shruti, welcome back to the podcast. Um, and it's great to see you as a former host. I, it's kind of podcast inception. It's a podcast about a podcast. And sooner or later, we can just continue this, uh, uh, this entire atmosphere of podcasts interviewing uh, each other uh, in the future. So thank you so much, both of you, for being here. Thank you so much, Josh. Thank you. This is surreal for me to, 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 from being on that side of Confluence to this side. It's actually surreal. Thank you all for listening. If you'd like to know more about Shruti and La's amazing project, you can listen to Immigrants Wake America wherever podcasts are found. Links will be in the episode description. Season 2 will focus on hidden heroes in a small town. Once again, Confluence is sponsored by the Institute for Advanced Studies in the Humanities. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on your podcast app of choice and share it with family and friends. We'll be back soon with more amazing public humanities projects.